and, and we've got to uh, we've got to do do well with that. I mean, the trade deadline goes through tomorrow afternoon, so you know, hang on to your you know what. <laughs> That's right. Hang on to those things. Uh, reactions, guys. Turn it up in your whip, boy. That one's for Della. It's Della Day, trade deadline day in the NBA. This is the War Podcast, the NBA podcast, Running With War. We are back, y'all. It's been a while, but we are back right on time as the NBA has come to this great, uh, you know, peak time of ignorance and uh rumor and innuendo but it's been a little action too and it's been a little it's been fun to look over what's going on from detroit to chicago la washington new york everything has been popping off with a a nice bit of madness here for all us all us hoop heads and uh we're gonna give you a bit of what we think is uh interesting about the trade deadline here. Once again, it's your man, Kyle Means, editorial director, WeAreRegalRadio.com. Here with Josh Hicks, our lead columnist and NBA uh, raconteur. <laughs> That's a little fancy word for he's that, that he, a fancy word for him being into the NBA a lot. And also our Bulls writer, Chris Pennant, who is a... Uh, you know, I don't know what you're doing right now, but he's he's taking some pictures or some shit. But... Uh, <laughs> He's uh he's here, uh, and we we got some very special guests. Our guests this episode, our third episode, uh, the Bigs, one and only, uh, Batman and Robin of, uh, of independent sports coverage here in Chicago, man. Well, or maybe Batman and, and Nightwing. Maybe that's that's a little more even. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, just take it how you want. Batman and Superman. I don't know. However you want to do it. But they they the dynamic duo of that shit. And uh, and we got love for them. They're the guys. And, and they're going to be here with us uh, in a minute to talk all the uh, – talk over the trade deadline stuff. And we're going get, to get them to talk about the Bulls too. And, uh, you know, we, we got to get it out of everybody who comes here, you know, for some reason. Because we, you know, we Chicago, so we got to talk about the Bulls. And, um, yeah, we'll talk about some more interesting stuff, too. Uh, you know, we, we all love basketball. And uh, we're going to get into some non-NBA basketball, too, this episode for the first time, uh, even though this is an NBA podcast. But, anyway, uh, let's start off uh, with the with you guys, Chris and Josh. Man, what's, what's been interesting to y'all? And it's, uh, and as of late, you know, we – for my last show, we you know, it's been a while. We uh, didn't. Our last show was in December, and you know, since then we had the whole LeBron injury thing, uh, which folded into the the kickoff of the really the kickoff of the trade deadline with the uh, Davis, you know, Anthony Davis, fold, you know, folding into Rich Paul and the the you know the demand for the trade, which never happened. But, you know, a lot of interesting stuff has happened since we've last uh, recorded. You know, you know, what's stuck out to y'all? 
Kevin Durant is, um, <clears throat> I mean, I know y'all already knew this, but Kevin Durant is a little sensitive, and it's, it's a shame. I mean, that's, it's, that's not the biggest news. Obviously, there's all these trades. Philadelphia really taking this as their year to get things done. They obviously they were not happy with how they went out last year to the, to the Celtics, even though that was the furthest they've been since 2000, I think 2012. But they, they've committed fully to this being their year. The Rockets made some interesting trades, um, but it's really it really comes down to Durant, the comments that he made to the media about you know I'm not, I don't care about that I don't care about what's going on here and there and 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 a lot of LeBron and the, the trade that wasn't between the Lakers and the Pelicans, and to me is if you if I have to start with anything it's it's Kevin Durant kind of being swept up in that social media tidal wave. And that's it's sad to me because he's he should be he's better than that. He should be better than that. We've seen him with the burner accounts, we've seen him with the subtweets, we've seen him with all that stuff. And he is too good a ball player for that. Just let your game speak, let your game do the talking, say what you have even even if you say all the most boring shit to the media, you can't let it get to you. Mike, I don't agree with Mike Greenberg on a lot of stuff, but what he said this morning was right. Let all that ignorant stuff fall by the wayside, don't be checking your Twitter every five seconds, don't be out here like a 16-year-old in high school, KD, just play ball, man, just do what you have to do, play ball, don't worry about that, otherwise Lil B is going to keep making diss tracks about you, that's all I got. <laughs> and uh, the comments comments you were mentioning, uh, KD went off about some stuff, uh, you know, after last night's game, they blew out the Spurs, and then he... You know, he went off on Ethan Strauss for some reason. <laughs> and, and he called. I mean, he called him by name, man. Like, I couldn't have that if I was if I was doing. But, but he he called him out and called out the meet the collective media out there and 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 uh, just I don't know. Yes, like I said, it's, it's, he's, he's being mass sensitive right now. He's the one who you know flipped on. You know, shut shut it down with the media in the wake of the Porzingis trade, which we'll get into in a bit. But, you know, everybody's has him going to New York, but he could easily shut that down with just one statement instead of just all this whining and stuff. So, you know, eh, we'll we'll see how that goes. I I think it's it's looking more and more to me like he's going to New York because he's acting like someone who's trying to hide that he's hide the fact that he wants that that he knows that he's going to New York. So what's up, Josh? What you what's in, in recent times, you know, going up? To the to this time, you know, what's what's been sticking out with you with the league? Um, for me, it really was basically how special the, and how more lit the NBA is compared to the NFL. The NFL okay. had a whole week for the Super Bowl to promote the Super Bowl and just do just focus your attention on the Super Bowl, yeah. and it got literally swept away with all these trade rumors for Anthony Davis, definitely, and with all the different trade rumors going on with the NBA trade deadline. So it's. It, this NBA is a literally a twenty four has become a twenty four seven constant cycle now of some type of breaking news or some type of news feed that's going to entertain us to the point where it's going to draw our attention to the league compared to some other league, and because of that, it really showed. I think the Super Bowl they said this year was ten. This is the lowest rating since in ten years. Yeah. And I know part of it. I know part of it probably was because of the fact that some were protesting, whether it's because of the, the no call that happened in the New Orleans Saints game or the or the Colin Kaepernick situations. Um, whatever the case may be. But I know for sure the NBA has something to do with that too because of the fact that Anthony Davis breaking news 
all over the, all over the place talking about, oh, I'm going to be traded. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, hold on now. Like, yeah. <laughs> the NFL is probably looking at, like, hold on, man. We're supposed to have our own fund. We can't have our own fund now. So that was definitely one of the things that stood out to me for sure the most, besides the fact that, you know, all the NBA trade frenzy um, and, you know, LeBron James being out for so long with, with his injury. Yeah. And how much of a backslide the Lakers have taken and who's really being the scapegoat for it with Luke Walton being the scapegoat for it and all of that. It's a lot of it's a lot of stuff that's going on. It's over that just took over the attention of what was going on, really going on within the NFL too. I th- the NBA I think definitely took a big W and and it we may look back on that su- this Super Bowl week and the resulting Super Bowl is sort of like a shift in the paradigm between the NFL and the NBA because like you said, normally when there's a Super Bowl week, it's all about the NFL. But this week, you know, there was very little buzz about the NFL leading up to that game. And then the game itself goes off week, very weak, and it was boring, and a lot of people didn't, you know, either they changed, they turned from it or they didn't turn to it at all because they was hearing how weak the game was. And it didn't, like, nothing has changed over going into this week. The NBA has dominated. This is the NBA season. And there, there's no trend, There's no transition needed right now. It seems like the NBA picked it up before the NFL even ended. And they've been dominating this winter as far as what's trending topics and what people are really into, what people are really debating on ESPN and uh, these other channels and stuff. And, I, you know, it's it's very interesting like, to be a hoop head and to see that, you know, I'm a hoop head and I'm a football head. I, I'm into football too, but it's like I was – I wrote about it this week on WeAreRegalRadio.com. I'm pretty much happy that the NFL season is over. I'm kind of sick of the NFL right now. I'm kind of sick of – the constant, uh, you know, rigmarole with the NFL, all this back and forth about, oh, I'm watching it, I ain't watching it. No, they they don't do black folk right. They you know this and that, and it's like, man, you know, you go ahead with that, man. No, the NBA knows what they're doing. They know how to market themselves. They know how to market their players. They let their players be themselves, and they let their players have a voice. And I think that's something that the NFL could really learn from as far as, you know, the way that they deal with their stars and the way that they allow their stars to be them and to connect with the greater society around them. You know, Kaepernick, so interesting to see there. Yeah, so. Just real quick on that, man. It's, it's, I don't want to get too high-minded to take us off the what, we, what we're here to talk about, but it's interesting about that because basketball is it's, it's an evolving sport that has – it doesn't really have a, an end point in mind. The NFL, the last 10 years, has changed so much to the point where the NFL that we grew up with even is not nearly the same as the NFL now in terms of the way that penalties are called, the way – uh, referees officiate the game the way the game is played because of the constraints on it. And I'm not I'm I'm not a I'm not a huge football fan. Like I watched it because I was a sports fan, but I never played. I only had one year where it was in in the school I was in, so it's never been a big part of my life. But just looking at it from looking at it from that point of view, the NFL's kind of dying, and basketball is on the other it's on the other trend. They've always, you know, even though there was some some pushback with the way that coaches interacted with what they considered like playground street ball guys in the 70s 80s 90s the nfl the nba and the way that their players have asserted themselves to get um better contracts free agency learning some of that from um, mlb which took decades to do it but still it's been more forward thinking and forward moving over over a, a shorter timeline so it's like an exponential kind of growth 
in that sense. And that's why players like LeBron have that freedom because guys like Magic and, and Irving and Oscar Robertson were out there before that. And so the fact that the, NF, the NBA has been has had enough foresight to go global to allow their players this freedom, freedom of movement, even the stuff that we complain about now with like player salaries, that's part of the reason that the NBA is so good and it's part of the reason that they were the first to like go social. They've integrated all these different voices on social media. And so that's why NBA Twitter is way better than anything in terms of like a, a big forum, a big bulletin board than like the NHL or the NFL in terms of jokes, uh, trash talk, actual statistics, stuff like that. So it, it's kind of putting into perspective the fact that we can, we're so interested in where Anthony Davis is going to go versus the fake narrative of the Patriots being underdogs. That's the NBA. That's what they built up. Definitely, definitely. And, is, you know, you've written about two, two that uh, fake narrative with the Patriots. They <laughs> catch trash or not trash uh, weekly with Chris on WeAreRigorRadio.com. He's he's definitely gone into that. But, yeah, like like you said, it's more of a – the NFL I, – I think a lot of it is arrogance too because the NFL spent – most of the past 40 years as the American game. And I think more so than they should be right now, they're still arrogant as, as regards to how that, what place that they hold in the national consciousness and that, that it's always going to be there. It's not always going to be there. I think, I think the NBA still has opportunity to overtake the NFL as, as the game, as the American pastime again. And, you know, they, like I say, they never really had that role as the top game. But they, I think it could happen over the course of this, you know, next generation or two, especially if the NFL doesn't get itself right with, uh, you know, so, certain social issues or or the way that is projected out, out onto the people. So, you know, it is what it is. But, uh, all right, we're going to uh, wrap that up as far as our opening segment. We're going to get into the – get deep into the trades and what's happened uh, – you no know, closed out here. Uh, the trade deadline closed out this afternoon. We're gonna get into that with our guest, the Bigs, Terrence Tomlin and Eugene McIntosh, back with us after this. This is Running with War, the last NBA podcast. We are Radio dot com. traded Otto Porter to the Bulls for Bobby Portis and Jabari Parker. Bulls president of basketball operations John Paxson later explained his reasoning for the trade. And Portis gave a little running play-by-play on Twitter to Paxson's comments. First, there was Paxson saying that he didn't want to overpay Portis as a backup, to which Bobby wrote, LOL. And then a comment made by someone else on Twitter saying, quote, finding another, I'm reading, finding another Portis is easier than finding another Markkinen. And then Bobby wrote, they won't. So there you go. Um, I think it was best for Bobby that he moved on and I think obviously right now Markinson is a little bit ahead of him in terms of the NBA game and I, I think the, the Bulls made the right choice. You know, the, the Portis and the Bulls were relatively close to a contract extension last fall and Portis got hurt. I don't know if that had much of it, how much of it that had to do with it, but I felt like they probably were within range. So it was kind of surprising that they moved on, but they did that because a player came available that they had wanted for years. They had tried to trade for Otto Porter for a while and so it wasn't so much that they didn't like Bobby Portis. Right, it was that they said, we can, get, we can get Otto when it costs us Bobby. We want to do that as an organization. But I can understand this is the first time Portis has been traded. 
I can understand he's in his feelings a little bit. Well, we yeah. know he's a little emotional. Remember the fight with Miritich? Yeah. I'm not well. fighting with Bobby Portis. No, I'll tell you that absolutely. right now. I believe these two teams play, play each tomorrow. other tomorrow. So we'll, we'll get to see. Right, Bobby Portis will have the chance Marketing to Marketing better get ready for that game. Right? Yeah. Because if, if you really, yeah, I mean, I don't want to start judging who would win in a back alley fight, but I, I, I know who would win. <laughs> <laughs> I need a break, y'all. I can't take this. I feel locked up and I wanna escape and I wanna escape and I wanna escape and escape and Podcast of WeAreRadio.com, the official right here, man. We are here with our good fellow, good fellas, good friends, man. Eugene McIntosh and Terrence Tomlin. They are known collectively as the Bigs. They are special guests here with this episode, fellas. Thank you for coming through, man. Uh, you know, thank. You, uh, how y'all doing? I was just wondering, like, in do do people even talk about the Bulls in? How do people talk about the Bulls? Like, if, do they even come up when y'all are out there in them high school gyms and stuff like that? Like, oh, absolutely not. <laughs> we're out there in the high school gyms. We're talking about high school basketball because it's probably, you know, a better product than what's going on at the United Center right now. Right. <laughs> I mean, so. There's more pride in the game at that level than there is at the professional level. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when. You know, we have to make decisions on what we're going to cover. We like, you know what? Oh, I'm going to Let's Mount go Carmel to and Leo. Yeah, I'm going to yeah, Mount man. Carmel versus Leo before I go to the Bulls. You may and the get Hawks. a better game than what's going on between the Bulls and even the Hawks. You know, I mean, we seen the Bulls lose to some trash teams this year. I mean, so to, just to add on top of that, the Bulls are the laughing stock of the city. Like, and, and we need to really stop sugarcoating it because we it's almost like we add lives to guard packs because how long? Have we been saying, you know, fire guard packs? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Since what D Rose and them first injury, you know, we've been we've been questioning, you know, what's going on with the front office, the way they handled um, Reggie Rose, and then from how they handled Luau Dang, yep. you know, then the whole empowering Jimmy Butler to almost sabotage the locker room and <laughs> how that affected Joe Kim Noah and Taj. Yeah, yeah and Rondo and Jimmy and, and Wade. Now, come on, it's a, it's a grocery And Nico mm -hmm. and Bobby last year. Now, they didn't think about other teams in the league that had these problems. Do you do? Is it any? You know, that had all this internal turmoil? Where else Not does to that happen? degree. Not to that degree. No. And, and then every year. Yep. Every year. You know what I mean? So it's almost like it's it's predictable at this point. You know, I understand Jim Boylan has, you know, a job to do, uh, but everything they said about the basketball, the product being better over the last two weeks, who would know? Because it's been so painful to watch. Sean Paxson <laughs> has some nerve saying we've played better basketball over the last two weeks, and these guys continually get blown out by 20 points. And then uh, You think people are dumb. Kyle, you talk about talking to the players. Good luck. <laughs> you know what I mean? As far as, you know, trying to get them to give you a moment because they just want to get home after these games. They yeah. don't seem interested during the game. They damn sure don't seem like, you know, like they're upbeat after the game. And that's been a, you know, full season kind of thing. And I know Tony can, can speak to it, you know, we, from the beginning of the season. You know, it's been very rough this year, man. And, yes, they've dealt with injuries. 
you know, at the beginning of the year, Zach Levine had a bunch of responsibility yeah. that, you know, took a toll on him. And I think we're seeing it now. But as far as the morale of this team, it hasn't been high all year, you know? Yeah. It, it seems like Zach has been a lot more plain spoken in recent weeks. Like, he's just been saying whatever he wanted to say <laughs> after these games. Well, Why it's not? It's almost like, it's, it's, you know, he's been backed up against the wall. You know yeah. what I mean? All these things are going on around him. I'm sure, like, KD, he just wants to hoop, you know, and, and especially in a city like Chicago, when all you should really be doing is hooping, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All these other issues come along. You got Jabari Parker uh, and the the Cold War that he had with, you know, the front office this year. Uh, you got uh, Bobby Portis wanting to prove himself. Just a bunch of things that just have gone so bad this year. And, and um. I'm, you know, it's been a crazy day. I'm probably rambling right now. It's just been, you know, an OC year for the Bulls, man. And low key, Zach Levine would rather be in Sacramento right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, yeah. They, they, he could have been very easily, but you know, he's the, the Bulls had to match that off. I'm yep. sure he regrets that yep. <laughs> day in and day out. Big time. Yep. Every time he comes into the advocate, he's like, God damn, I got to <laughs> yep. come here again. Yeah. But at least he got the money, you know. And uh, other guys were getting the money. And getting new deals, uh, you know, eventually and you know, potentially, are some of these uh, players who've been dealt over the past couple of days. Uh, let's look at some of these big deals that have been made. Uh, Tobias Harris going from the Clippers to the 76ers. Uh, today, that was yesterday. You had, uh, you know, today you had Gasol going from uh, Memphis to Toronto. That was one of the big deals. Not, you know, again, you know, the it seemed like. The talk and the anticipation of the deadline mostly is which you know that's mostly where the fun is as as opposed to what happens at the deadline. The the, the deadlines sort of tend to peter out, and you get a couple deals and stuff in there. But you know, well, let's get the guys in, uh, Josh and Chris. You know, what deals uh, stood out to y'all that were made uh, in these past couple days? Uh, for me. The trade that I really like is the Bucks and Pelicans when they got with the Bucks getting Nico. Yeah, um, yeah. that definitely added the extra three point shooting that they already have. It just adds another weapon to their already three point arsenal that they got. So to be able to get someone that can fill it up like that is very uh, beneficial for the Bucks, especially if they're trying to make a really big push to the Eastern Conference Finals or the, cha- or, the or the Finals themselves. And another one for sure for me. Maybe a little under the radar, but I think it's still very key and important, is the three-team trade between the Rockets, the Kings, and the Cavs. Um, the Rockets getting Iman Shumpert, to me, it's big because it kind of fills that Trevor Ariza-type role, where okay. from a defensive standpoint, from a perimeter, he helps aid that. And he can, and he's starting to shoot a little bit, starting to find his rhythm, not just from a corner shot, but also being more of a dribble pull-up guy. Uh, as long as he continues to improve that, that could be an extra added piece that can that they can use going towards their playoff push, especially with, you know, them trying to get the uh, team coming back with their injured players and everything. And that, 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 didn't that deal feature the one duo that keeps getting passed around? Yep. It was did. The, Nick and uh, who's that, uh, Wade, Stavskis Wade and Nick and, and uh, Wade Baldwin. Baldwin. Wade Baldwin. Yeah. 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 They didn't, they didn't trade, what, six times in the past yeah. 25 years? Now they're both free agents. Both free agents. Yeah. That's kind of funny, man. A couple people been traded, I think, multiple times. Stanley Johnson's been traded mm-hmm. twice yeah. in, in, in 24 hours almost. 24 yeah. hours, yeah. yeah. So, he, you know, he went from Detroit to uh, Milwaukee, Milwaukee, and then Milwaukee yeah. sent him to, 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 uh, to New Orleans. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 
But uh, yeah, Nico is interesting because you know Nico last year, you know, of course he was a big big part of the Bulls' mm-hmm. plans or lack of plans or whatever. Yeah, he you know he gets sent. He well, we got the first we got the first round of him that turned into Chandler Hutchinson, and uh, you know, you know. <laughs> but uh, it, no, he now he he gets he he sees that deteriorate in New Orleans, and now he's on. The best team in the in the East now. I, I've already said it. Like, look, the Bucks are my second team, man. Bucks are my whole team, man. I, you know, they're they're my they're my second team. They, you know, they're the, uh, they're the team that that gives me the love and that I can't get at home. <laughs> you know, they, and, they, they love you back. Yeah, they right? love you back. Yeah. So I and, and and I'm I'm really I'm looking forward to. I'm, I think I should be going to that game Monday too, where they they come to Chicago. So I'm hey, stunt. Hey, look, if, you know, if you're stunt a Bulls fan, <laughs> every Bulls fan needs a side chick these days. Yes, okay? yes. Every Bulls fan needs a side team. Bro. Yes, no loyalty, you, man. No loyalty. Because they ain't showing it to us. So true. You know. But you know, yeah, the Bucks man, they've been impressive, man. They scored 50 points yesterday in the first mm-hmm. quarter. Yeah. On, on on Washington. What they scored 85 in the first half. Yeah. Yes, yes, man. They, yes. they are. Balling, man, it's crazy. It's crazy. Absolutely, Giannis got to be front runner for MVP right now. I think mm-hmm. even even with uh, you know uh, uh, Harden, Harden. The, the beard doing his thing, but I you know Giannis is leading that team to uh, to new heights, man. That Bucks team, and 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 like, like you said, they get in Nico that uh, ability to stretch the defense now, and already Giannis can bully people. He, you know, you can put two or three people in the post, and he'll still bully through them. But now defense is going to watch more for the perimeter, and that mm-hmm. leaves more space for this for this beast to do his thing in the post. So, yeah, gotta love Milwaukee for making that move, man. Hey, Chris, Matt. you got any thoughts, man? Um, honestly, that Tobias Harris going to the Sixers. A, a lot of the stuff the Sixers did is good, but mm-hmm. the Clippers actually made some low key moves, not to move from the East to the West too fast, but. The Clippers are kind of in that middle ground, especially in the West, which is a log jam, like three through yeah. like ten. Anybody in those spots can make the can finish anywhere from three to ten or three to eleven. And then picking up, um, I mean, Wilson Chandler isn't isn't that big of a piece, but Zubats from LA is kind of an underrated move for a pickup that they got. And then I know they picked up somebody else in that trade with the Lakers. I'm trying to pull it up now. Backwoods, backwoods on the move. Backwood is on the move. He still got the medicinal hookup. <laughs> He'll be out there. In I LA think that's too. part of like in his contract. I got to be <laughs> yeah, somewhere yeah. where where he it's legal. Even Southern California. <laughs> and then uh, Temple and, and Jamichael Green. Like these are guys who are going to play hard. They might not be superstars. Right. And they're not going to make waves, but they're going to play hard. And they've already still got Harold. And Lou Williams, guys who are going to do the exact same thing. So the Clippers, they might not contend for for a title. They might not contend for conference championship. But at least it's a watchable team, which is what we would all love to have in Chicago right now. But otherwise, (laughs) the Sixers picking up Jonathan Simmons, who was so important with the Spurs Mm -hmm. a couple years back. Malachi Richardson, just to see what he can do, because he was highly touted coming out of Syracuse and hasn't really worked out for the Raptors. But then um, that trade picking up um, James Ennis even coming from the Rockets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they got all these pieces now. And like I said, they're going all in. It's kind of be a wonder to see how they fit together. Mm-hmm. And the little, as long as they can get Jimmy to stop and focus on basketball, <laughs> they should be good. It just depends on whether they can put it all together. Because last year, they had that, that nice series with the Heat that was a scrap. And they've got those guys who will be hard-nosed, not just, they, they are a team that's hungry. 
they're on the outside looking in. So they have that natural hunger to want to get to the top. Putting it all together, I think, once the spring gets here, because that's their focus now is just the playoffs, second, third round of the playoffs at least. That is kind of, I'm on a kind of a wait and see. With the Bucks. it's just how high can they go? That's, like you said, Giannis being in the post, he doesn't have to look for the outside shot as much because you have Miritich, you have Middleton coming out of his slump from earlier in the season. So those guys are going to, and, and now Brooke Lopez doesn't even really have, like he can really focus on the things that he was a good player with before, which is like kind of mid-range and rebounding and defense because Miritich can take some of the rebounding off and stretch the floor, like you said, really make the long-range shot. And they don't really have a guy who's going to get in, in um, who you can look to in the, in the closing seconds of a game. This is something I always look for. Who, do you, who does the other team want to foul? Who do they not want to foul? And so if it comes down to a close game in the playoffs, the Bucks don't really have a guy that you can look to like, oh, he's a 50, 55% free throw shooter. It was like, he's the guy we foul. So they won't be in trouble on that end. So if, not to look too far forward, but if it's between like Boston, Philly, and Milwaukee in the East, I'm kind of leaning Milwaukee. Mm. Wait, wait, yeah. What do the rest of y'all think? Because that sort of like the main storyline yeah. of the, uh, mm-hmm. the of this deadline is sort of the arms race, as they're calling it in the East. You know, Philly, uh, Philly, and you know, Toronto made the move for Gasol, mm-hmm. and and the Bucks. They've all made big moves. Boston, for whatever reason, what they, uh, I think they made one, made a move to free up a spot. Yeah, they freed up a spot. Mm-hmm. So they're still look. They're looking at the AD stuff. Yeah, but mm-hmm. that's mostly what the people in the West are looking at. They're looking at freeing up space as far as the Clippers and the Lakers yep. for AD stuff. So that's gonna be in the summer. But the East people are looking now. The top teams in the East are looking now. So what do y'all think about uh, that arms race, as it were? No, I think that was definitely, you know, the story of the trade deadline. We saw the the top three teams in the East. You know, I think they started to realize, hey, LeBron's not here no more. <laughs> you know what I mean, we let's try to win this thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I wonder, you know, where it was when LeBron was in the East and he stayed in the finals for the last eight years. It's like these teams didn't want to do, you know, take the risk that they're taking yeah, right they now. They're all scared. Yeah, yeah right. they're terrified. But it's it's good to see right now. Uh, I definitely love to see uh, what the Bucks did. Like you just spoke on putting mm-hmm. shooters around the Greek freak. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a problem in a seven-game series. Um, I love what Marcus Gasol is going to be over there for the Raptors because yeah. I think that number two over there is going to be a problem. Uh, not to, and not to mean to cut you off either, but we haven't even talked about the buyout market yet. Yeah. The Raptors got up to five open spots Absolutely. that they can they use from the, the ad players for that you know buyout I mean? market. And we got big – Time players coming out into the, in, in the in the bio market potentially DeAndre Jordan, mm-hmm. Marcin Gortat, potentially Robin Lopez. You got Enos Cantor out there, West Matthews, Matthews yeah. Wayne Ellington, possibly a Jamal Crawford mm-hmm. if he gets bought out from the Suns. He got he has a couple options he can go to when it comes to Toronto or maybe Milwaukee opens up a spot. Milwaukee, the Philadelphia 76ers looks for me is like an ideal spot for him because mm-hmm. they still have a little bit of roster space. Maybe Trevor Ariza too. So you got a lot of different that's, options. That's the name I'm interested to see where Reza goes. Mm-hmm. I was expecting him to yeah. get moved, but I wouldn't be surprised if he found his way back to Houston. Exactly. You yep. know, I, I feel that he's a player that they've missed, they missed a lot. Him. They missed him. <laughs> you know, so I, the the buyout market is definitely huge. I think the Celtics are going to be a player. I know mm-hmm. they didn't make a, a move at this trade deadline, but I know they had to see Philly, Toronto, Milwaukee do something, and they like, look, we – we're gonna be trading our young guys in the and you know this summer. Let's let's not forget that we maybe could end up in the finals this year. Let's not forget about 
you know, our goals this year. And I think they have to address that because we saw Jason Tatum's name in, in uh, tr- trade rumors today. So it's like, okay, how are you going to react to basically the cat is out the bag? You're probably not going to be in Boston too much longer because of AD. So I'm interested to see how, you know, Boston handles the rest of this year. Mm-hmm. But dare I say, I think the Bucks are the favorite. That's kind of weird to say. <laughs> y'all, y'all better than yeah. me, man, because I'm not sold on Milwaukee at all. You, you're not sold no. on, okay. on the, the regular season is cool. The, you're not fearing the deer. I'm not fearing the deer at all. <laughs> so, I like Giannis is cool, but no. So, no. What is it? You just got to see him do it in the playoffs. Yeah, man, or? it's a different. It's a it's a totally different ball game in the playoffs. You're gonna have to get a jump shot. You're gonna have to mm-hmm. play with your back to the basket. They not. Uh, first of all. First of all. I'm so sick and tired of James Harden and Giannis taking three and four steps 90% of the time. <laughs> now, if that's, that's fact, yeah, it I is, it is, I, and I'm not even not tripping. I, I'm, 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 I'm over that right now. But let's keep it real. Like I watched James Harden do a step back last night. He took four steps easily, man. Giannis takes three steps every time, every time, bro. Like they turn, they're turning the NBA into Euro basketball. But that's just one thing. But if we're going to just get back to basketball basics, my favorite would still be Boston because I'm taking Kyrie Irving down. This, when you need somebody down the stretch to get a, ba- a basket, that's the man in the Eastern Conference. Now, Toronto is good. I I, I can believe in Toronto. Ka- Kawhi, they still got Kyle Lowry, so I'm not really sold on him either. I, I definitely like Kyle Lowry better with, with Marcus Saul, yeah, you know, Kawhi Leonard. Definitely. You know? But – and who else? Toronto, Milwaukee, Boston. Who else? Philly. Philly. You know how I feel about Philly. Ben. Ben. B e n n b e e n Simmons. Yeah, you be going in on him. <laughs> no, I, need, I need. I need to hear this. I gotta hear this. I'm not honoring Ben Simmons, man. First of all, I'm not honoring Russell Westbrook and Ben Simmons in them triple double numbers. Like, of course, triple doubles ain't the same no more. Like, those numbers are overrated to me. If you you got high usage race. Ben Simmons is 6'10". He's an outstanding passer. Now, don't get it twisted. He's talented. Like, But let's be real. The man is not a threat offensively. That was the reason Jimmy Butler and the coach got into it, if y'all didn't know. Jimmy was saying, get this guy out of the offense if he can't make a bucket down the stretch. Like, uh, The man would be five feet in the post, five feet away from the basket. He's kicking it across court to J.J. Redick or Wilson Chandler or mm-hmm. one of them guys for a three win. Man... What do you have? Personally, Ben Simmons is too worried about pop culture, if you ask me. Worried about Kylie Jenner and <laughs> yeah. just sitting on Instagram all day. But yeah. that's my thing with them. Joel Embiid is he an E Channel All Star. Period, man. <laughs> like when the playoffs come, he's gonna have to be a threat offensively, and I don't see it, man. So I'm rolling with Boston, and I'm rolling with Toronto. I'm actually surprised to see that Ben Simmons is still, you know, has a lot of the same offensive problems that he had last year, given the fact that he got exposed in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? But like you, but like they, like they, they, the guys just said, they're filling those pieces in so he can which, just which he can ex- score eight exactly. points exactly. and, and they can still get can, the victory. Yeah. top of the key. Oh, damn, I forgot about Tobias yeah. over there. They definitely, yeah. you know. Okay. Elton probably was looking at, you know, the, the Sixers like, all right, I got a point guard that yeah. can't shoot. Jimmy Butler is going to, you know, do whatever he want to do. He likes that step back on the wing. You got Embiid who thinks he needs the ball every possession. Tobias Harris is almost that that 
player that's going to bring them all together. Yeah, Tobias yeah. is no, I forgot great about this Tobias. Year. Yeah. No, I like Over him. With the Clippers. Yeah, I yeah. like him. Tobias gets buckets. And, yeah. And fit the, like I say, the last thing Philly wanted was to have uh, going to another playoff year with having any possibility of Ben having to make a shot. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Mm-hmm. So exactly. They, they've stacked up. They, they're trying to get this big four now. Big and they're four. trying. They, and they're talking about they're trying to lock them down. I don't know lock how they're going to do down, this. Lock them all down, yeah. But they, they're trying to make it so that they have something comparable to, to Golden State and it's so that they could, you know, but Golden State is Golden State and they, you know, they they, they have like two elevated role guys really in Thompson and Draymond along with the two all, the two top five guys. So, and so they know how to work together in certain ways where it's like, you know, how do we see it working in Philly where it's like, you got three guys who need the ball to to work, and one guy who like you like you say he's been he's been Simmons, and he's, <laughs> and he's getting those selfish assists and stuff. So I mean, you know, I don't know. How. So you saying lock them all, lock Philly's trying to lock all four guys That's down. What Joel, Pete, what Ben, some, Jimmy, yeah, they want yeah, that they try four. Yeah, they Jimmy ain't big. coming back. You heard it here first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Jimmy is gonna go wherever the big dog go. Honestly, and this is I just want to throw this in the pot. See what y'all think. The the East Cup, you know, the East Eastern Conference is doing this because they, you know, they know next season it's gonna be another big dog on the East Coast on the Knicks. Oh that's yeah, it's gonna be favored to to go to the finals every year. So this is really the gap year. This is the year that one of these teams oh, yeah. needs to be ready. If you know, and knock on wood, if the Warriors, you know, mm-hmm. Lord forbid somebody get hurt, one of these. Eastern Conference teams is there to to be right there and catch a championship. Yeah, KD because and Kyrie it, to New York. There we go. Because I James I, Dolan I don't does wanna, not deserve that. Man. Look, but Damn. see, it's not even yeah, a, that, about yeah, James you know Dolan. It ain't about James. LeBron Dolan. went and won a, a ring then, for, yeah, with Dan for, for Dan Gilbert. Gilbert. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, I mean, this is the players other making the moves that they want to make for themselves. So and you can thank yeah. LeBron James for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally, yeah, definitely. He's you literally people don't look back at LeBron as a pioneer in that way. LeBron Definitely. is the first player who has made uh, you know, p- p- uh, personnel decisions as a player. You know, that, we haven't seen that in the league before, you know. But, but, you know, hey, him and Rich Paul, you know, that's what's, you know, a bit more power to him, you know. Clutch sports. Clutch, yeah, clutch coming through in the clutch, man. They, they've made they made this whole, it, the, 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 all the energy from this whole season has come from them, you know, from this whole trade season. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's been fun. I we, we as we was talking about the Sixers though, before we get out of this segment, I wanted to I wanted to mention that that one last trade that happened, Markel Fultz. Mm. We talked about mm. point guards who can't shoot, <laughs> but he's he's in Orlando. He's gonna be in Orlando now. Jonathan Simmons and some something else. They got a couple picks. On yeah, yeah, a couple they, picks. They coming. recovered a first round pick yeah. that they used to trade to get Markel. Yeah, wow. so they're coming up from Orlando. What, what what do y'all think of that? Do you think it's gonna be there's some salvaging? Uh, there's gonna be some salvaging of Fultz's career in Orlando. Fultz need, I think Fultz really just needed to uh, needed a change. He just needed a culture change. Yeah. Um, Philadelphia probably was really taxing on him because of the fact that you coming as a number one pick in a bit, and even though it's a small market, it's a big city that loves basketball right. and they love their fans. So right. they, when you come to their city, they expect you to perform. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't really lived up to the expectation of a number one pick due to the fact that you know. Whether it's psychological right. or actually something physically wrong with him, he's act, you know he just hasn't been able to live up to the name. And then for him to take all this time to basically recoup 
and not be fully back to form, you can't trust that this process that he's going through is going to, you know, keep him long term with a team that's actually in a, in a win. It's in a win now mode. So he needed a, a new culture saying being in a, being at a city as like another small market where they're not making much noise. They're not expected to do a lot. So it's less pressure. And when he has less pressure on him, it hopefully can help that process transition easier. For him to at least some makes at least get him back to somewhat of a format to where he's a valuable player right. within the league. Right. Yeah, I, uh, I heard somebody on TV today say uh, he needed to be somewhere where people couldn't see him, and, <laughs> well, and he's definitely yeah. he's well, definitely <laughs> in that place now in Orlando. He, yeah. he, he can just work on his game. Nobody really gonna give a damn about what happens to him or yeah. his franchise. So reverse cheers. Yeah. Nobody knows his name. Yeah, <laughs> man, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody, like said, definitely nobody knows anybody on the Magic's name except for, <laughs> except for Mo Bamba. And he, he, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Vuce, I'm, well, yeah, well, I'm, I'm talking about outside of the real hoop heads, but, you know, I was, you, you stepped on my joke too. I was going to say they know Mo Bamba because <laughs> of the song, but, yeah, that's, that's all right. We, this, this is only our third episode. That's all right. But anyway, we're going to break out on that. We're going to go back. Get back some on the next uh, other side of this with uh, some more from the bigs. I, I want to talk to the bigs about Chicago basketball on the lower levels. Uh, and, you know. Everybody, this is Running With War. I am your man Kyle Means, editorial director of WeAreRegalRadio.com. With me, Chris Pennant, our Bulls uh, reporter, Bulls writer for We Are Regal Radio, as well as Josh Hicks, our lead columnist and NBA enthusiast as well. Uh, we are here with the Bigs, special guests for this episode. Uh, they've been already been rocking with us. Uh, talking about the uh, NBA trade deadline and everything. But now we're going to talk a little bit. You know, we, we try, try to do this with every uh, guest, uh, talk a little bit about what's going on with them personally and everything, and a little bit about their path and everything, their narrative and how things have been going on uh, uh, with them. And, um, yeah, with you know, as far as y'all are concerned, you know, uh, you know, Terrence and, like like Terrence and Eugene, like we said, y'all are, y'all a fam, y'all have been rocking with We Are Regal Radio for yes, a minute, sir. and you know been multiple times on the D and Davis show, and uh, you know done different things, and y'all, uh, you know y'all have really done a lot to enhance the independent journalism as uh, seen, I think as a whole, but definitely with the sports here in Chicago, and and. Uh, Really have filled a lot of uh, holes, I think, in in the coverage as as you know as decades and generations have passed. You know, we've had a very much deterioration in local sports coverage when when it comes to our newspapers and uh, our television and stuff. You know, you used to see every week they would be out there in in the high school gyms covering people, you know, covering these young kids and giving them the spotlight that they deserve as they work hard and try to appeal their dreams. But you don't see that as much anymore, especially in the newspapers. Like, there's hardly there's hardly any space in the newspapers to begin with. We look at sports sections, but now they barely give any space to the kids. But y'all steady out there shining a the light on these kids and, 
and you know Chicago, one of the best uh, markets in the, in America for basketball at the high school level. And I uh, just want to get y'all thoughts on on what's it been like to uphold that tradition, and uh, you get your thoughts too on what's been going on with the city this year, what's been uh, you know standing out for y'all as, as far as uh, high school basketball in the city. Man, Kyle, when uh, first thing I want to say on you know on the lines of you know why we do this and and what keeps us going, and I know you guys can feel me when I say that we got to do this thing ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we understand that it's not a lot of people that's out there that's going to help us. So when you look at everything that needs to be done, you know, everything that we've done with the bigs, man, uh, Eugene, I, uh, you know, our other guy, John L. Ale- you know, L. Alexander, who's who's a photographer, but he's so much more than a photographer. You know, when we look, when you look at the industry, like you said, losing voices has been so important to us to make sure that we stay on the scene. You know, one of the things we noticed just in the first couple of years of of being in the locker rooms and things like that, that it's not a given that the people that you see one season are going to be back the next season, you know, to cover again, whether it be job uh, circumstances or, you know, they they didn't move out of Chicago. But for us to still be doing it four years later, uh, it speaks to the commitment that we have, man, the passion that we have to, to accomplish the goals that we set out to do. And it's an absolute blessing to sit here and say that we got a bunch of new stuff in front of us, you know, that that we're waiting to uh, to to put out, you know, into the into the world, into the city and really take this thing even further. You know, so uh, as far as the bigs and the industry and, you know, the reputation that we've been able to form for ourselves, man, it's only because we push each other. You know, we not you know we're not two guys that sit here and argue and everything. It's always been about real recognizing real, and basically you know rolling with the punches, and just moving forward no matter what. Even if it's a, even if it's a baby step, I know that the man sitting next to me is thinking the exact same thing that I'm thinking. I know that when I'm up at three thirty, jeans up at three <laughs> thirty, you know plotting stuff in his mind. That's things that, you know, don't even have to be discussed at this point between us, man. But, you know, to to be sitting here, like you said, we we this isn't the first time we've, you know, been able to kick it and do our thing to watch you guys grow and and take this from uh, you know, from the the school. Yeah, I IMS. Yeah, yeah, the studio. Uh it's, you know, now over here at Prudential Plaza. You know, that's what motivates us. That's another thing that, yeah. that keeps us We can us actually inspired, say that we're man. here now, too. <laughs> you know? <laughs> we used to be able to, have to be on the low with And it's right. a beautiful thing when you get to shed light on it, man. We know all about moving in the shadows until you get to tell the world, like, look, I'm here. Yep. You know? So, man, as long as y'all keep doing your thing, we're going to be inspired, and we're going to keep doing things that uh, will inspire you guys, and that's really the cycle that has to continue because the sky's the limit is, is definitely going to grow into something even more special. Uh, and I can't wait. Um, I don't want to spoil uh, the man, uh, my man's Gene surprise, but I got to say, man, it, you know, Gene is BBWA official. AA official. Yeah. Congratulations uh, on that, Gene. Absolutely, man. He deserves yes, all the credit in the world. That's uh, the Baseball Writers uh, uh, of, of America, America. Association exactly. of America. And without, you know, it goes without saying that it ain't too many people that look like us, you Not know, at all. doing the thing. And we get to say that we got one of the guys in there holding it down, man. And that just means the world to me, yeah. you know, to to put another notch on our belt, man, because, you know, our success is y'all's success and vice versa. So, 
and and Gene, man, you know, to come to that sort of level in the game, I know you, you, you know, you've been out here for a minute, man. Just, you know, you've been in different things too. You've been in music, and I know in, in different things. You, but you, you start. You were a high school athlete of, of renown out in uh, out in Mount Carmel too. You know, baseball and basketball and stuff. But uh, you know, can you just talk about what it was, what's it been like for you to take this path that you've been taking with with uh, Terrence and having, you know, bring about these sort of things that that have come, like being a member now of Baseball Writers of, of Association of America and all this. Well, really, just um, feeding off of what Terrence just said. Most important for me, coming up in the sports arena, you know, high school, college. And then being out in the world and, you know, listening to 670 and then being able to be inside these locker rooms and travel around the country and see all these different press boxes and different outlets and all of this stuff, man, there is definitely not a lot of us, if any of us. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, baseball is a total different ball game. Like, I go to these press boxes and I'm the only black guy in all of them. Yeah. So that was eye opening itself. Like it's different when you're watching on TV and you see, you know, Ron Coomer and you see Lynn Casper and you see Jim. But then when you're there in person and then you get to sit in the press box and then you look around and you just you see all these guys that you've not really looked up to because I didn't, you know, you see Jim Rose and, you know, those guys. But when you look around the press box and you're the only black guy in there and it's like, Man, I really have a, a, you know, you guys on my back. It's like I'm representing for everybody, so I have to be on my P's and Q's. I have to be. Nobody's perfect, but, you know, you you really want to just be on top of your game even more, you know, seeing that we need a voice, man. Mm-hmm. And, and like Terrence said, from watching you and and Lawrence and Tony and all the other guys, De- DeMond's and, and Kenneth, Mm-hmm. And guys that started, like he said, it started from a thought. It started from your 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 living room and to be able to be in 670 offices. Like I worked in Prudential. I worked here for 15 years. When you came downstairs and asked T about the Tribune being over there, I was telling him, man, I was Associated Bank when I was in here. Like I was, I worked <laughs> yeah. at Baker and McKenzie Law Firm in here from maybe 99 to maybe 2010 before we moved over to oh, okay. Blue Cross. So I was in here forever. So it's like now being able to grace the studios and get over, get on the airwaves, whether it's the Julie and Maggie show or whether it's Lawrence Holmes show, or when we out there and we see Casey Johnson and Joe Cowley, like when Cowley was arguing with Ozzie Ginn all those, you know, in this White Sox <laughs> era. But now being able yes, to – Joe Cowley is – Joe Cowley makes sure that he's – Stops and says what's up to the bigs anytime he sees us. Yeah, y'all got mad respect from so many corners of the industry now, man. It that has to be very rewarding, and y'all are doing it by being yourselves. Yeah, that's like, most important, 100%, man. Hundred percent, Kyle. And, and and real talk, that's exactly the only thing I was going to add to what Gene just said. Uh, what makes it all worth it, you know, because we, you know, we we come out of our pocket. Uh, we make sure that we are everywhere. You know what I mean, and uh, to do it by being ourselves, you know, is just the ultimate gratification, man. Uh, when I get to look at Gene with his hat backwards, you know, when I get to come in with, you know, a little bit of gold, you know, <laughs> with, with my J's on, with, you know, throwing up jet life, 
in the press box. <laughs> you know, that right there uh, is is the ultimate feeling, man. And, and to uh, to get the respect, you know, for being ourselves, man, that's what it's all about right there. Because we see, you know, that when we get around these athletes and when we get around the rest of the media members, I think even the you know, our fellow media people will tell you that the industry needs more people like us. Yeah. yeah. You know, they need people that can relate to these athletes, right. you know, to these black NFL players, these yep. black hoopers, these, you know, the, these young black uh, boys and girls that, that play on a high school level. And even some of these uh, these white baseball players, <laughs> they, they're like, man, who are these corny guys that, that and no disrespect, you know, but... It's just a difference in the atmosphere when we're around. I think you guys all, you know, can speak to that when, you know, we get to see you guys out doing your thing. The atmosphere is just better. Yep. You know what I mean? It, uh, we're trying to kick doors down. Uh, we see people uh, like our guys Hoops and Brews on the West Coast. Okay, yeah. Uh, and the Barbershed Network and uh and Dave. Scott and yeah, yeah, it's when you realize that it's a whole bunch of us, you know what I mean, that's when the responsibility comes to me and Gene. That's when the conversation comes. It's like, look, you know, next season we can't be the only ones in the press box. Or uh, we want to try to do some things that can help other people come up and, and do what we're doing because it's, it's time, you know. That's why we say it's us. Not only is it us, but it's our time uh, to get in here and really, you know, kick some of these doors down. Um, and I think Gene, well, I know that he'll, you know, agree with me when, we say that anything that we could do, you know, for the Biz La Familia, you know, we're trying to do it. Definitely, definitely. That's one reason why we appreciate y'all. And, you know, like, like I said, just, you know, uh, as far as what We Are Regal Radio has always been about, too, like I said, just trying to give people opportunities to and platforms to be able to do this, these things that they love and be able to cover sports in the way uh, that they know how to and to bring more voices into the this ecosystem of, of sports media because you know if like I said if, if they had it their way it would just be the same person talking the same stuff about sports all the time oh and, yeah and we can't have that we can't have it now when so many brothers and sisters are in these games and that they are impacted by sports as it is you know think of how many issues that come across every day in sports that uh, are mislabeled and misjudged because, you know, you have these people who don't understand the athletes talking about yep. talking about them, you know. We, you know, we just saw that with D-Rose and the whole kill yourself. Yes. You know, mm -hmm. um, am I going to say that I wish he thought of, you know, something else to of say? Course. Yeah, because you got to understand who you're talking to. Yeah. But to hear that, I came from, I immediately started laughing. I'm like, oh, <laughs> D-Rose told him to go kill himself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because, you know, speaking from where we come from on the south side of Chicago, you know, whatever side you're from, we say that shit all the time. Mm. You know <laughs> what I mean? And I'm sure D-Rose doesn't want to feel like he has to change who he is. You know what I mean? And he wants to stay connected to where he's from. But try explaining that to these people that's interviewing him, that as soon as they hear kill yourself, they're like, oh, this, you know, you're promoting suicide and, you know, blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah. It's like, you know what? If you really was about to go kill yourself, you know what I mean? And yeah, take, you got yeah. some, you know, things that need to be discussed and handled on a whole nother level. Basketball needs to be the least of your priorities. Mm -hmm. Go get a therapist. I support you. You know what I mean? But D-Rose is, is a great example of 
athletes that they need us, man. You know what I mean? They yeah. need our perspective. They need our voice. They need us in the locker rooms, you know, when it's time to speak to media. They need us, you know, when it's time to do radio interviews. They yeah. need us when it's time to come on TV. Especially with this, you know, it's a new wave now. Mm-hmm. And the way people consume their information and the way it's given, it's not that old school feel no more. It's time for some new voices, man. Like T said, no disrespect to, and I'm a, you know, Casey, Casey Johnson is great at what he does. Joe yeah. Cowley, those guys are great at what they do, but yeah. there's a whole nother side. Like, and it's up to these franchises and these organizations to recognize that there's a whole other side that you guys need to cater. Maybe not even cater to, but just, you know, Show that side some love, and that's where we come in. And like you said, man, it's it's funny. Like Terrence said, you know, you see some guys there one year, and then the next year you don't see them. And I think that's how they felt about the bigs. Like, who are these guys, man? And what are they doing here? Ah, they won't be here in two years. And this it's a five piece now. <laughs> and now that I'm BBWAA certified, too bad I ain't gonna be able to get Barry Bonds in there. Because <laughs> I won't have a vote for what seven years, oh, six man. seven years, but he, uh, yeah, uh, he should be in there before then. There's a lot of people leaning with you. Yeah, he should be. You know what? You know we you're gonna be able to do some work at these uh, events wherever y'all you know get to meet up and everything. You get to work the room, and you gonna have to spread that Barry Bonds gospel to, to some of these old heads in the game. When is his? When is he? When is his ten years up? I think he got three more years. 22? Was it 2007? When did he retire? I thought it was 07. Yeah, I think His last year was 07? Uh-huh. I think so. So was it 15 years? It might be 15. So yeah, so maybe 22, 22, 22 years. Yeah. All right, I might have to work my number then, man. Yeah, we got to get Barry hearts, in man. there. Barry, Barry Bonds was the best player in baseball before the steroid era. Definitely. You know Definitely. what? I need all the brothers in, Joe. I need Gary Sheffield, <laughs> Sammy Sosa for being an ex-brother. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, black Sammy Sosa. At least, at least he'll, he'll be. Black yeah, he'll he'll, he'll be bronze at least when he's <laughs> when he's in Cooper's Let's, let's get Fred McGriffin no, wow, there. Hey, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, that representation means so much because mm-hmm. when you look at that homogenous sort of view going back to years, especially for baseball. Yeah, yeah. that's that's yeah. the type that's, that's the type of shit that you. that led to Mariano being the first person. Period. To be in a hundred, you know, uh, yeah, unanimous, unanimous. Yeah. Yeah. and not saying that Mariano didn't deserve it, but right. he shouldn't have been the first. There's no right. way he should have been the first right. because they had goofy standards like, oh, we can't vote nobody uh, in like, first. Like it we, just everybody can't have can't, to, yeah, yeah. can't like be unanimous. It's goofy as hell, man. Yeah. And, and, and and there's so many players from the past, black and white, who have been uh, shaded in that way because you know they didn't vote Babe Ruth in. As a first ballot, as a unanimous first ballot, mm-hmm. they ain't vote Hank Aaron in, Willie Mays. I mean, come on, man. Oh man, um, a quick, my bad. I didn't mean to cut you no, off. No, go ahead. R.I.P. to the first black. Yes, that yes, yes. that Frank, Frank Robinson. Frank Robinson. Yes. MVP in both leagues. MVP in both leagues, man. First it's, black manager. Yeah, and a pioneer, man. A happy belated birthday to the one and only Bob Marley, man. Oh yeah, ja. <laughs> definitely, Bob. Yeah, Rastafari. Yes, yeah, sir. <laughs> ja. Ja Rastafari. Definitely, definitely. And, uh, yeah, like, before we go, uh, you know, uh, like I said, we're getting the music, too. Again, again, rest in peace, Adela. This is birthday, too. Dilla uh, Day. Uh, Dilla Day. R.I.P. Big Pun as well. Mm. And uh, y'all, y'all uh, getting, y'all, like I said, y'all have 
inched into music and promotions with the Bigs label yourself. So t- tell us a little bit about the the showcase you got coming up. Actually, your second showcase with uh, Benny the Butcher, man, one of the raw one of the raw's rappers out I'm there. About to yank the microphone. <laughs> I'm like, what? Oh, he's excited. Y'all working with Griselda, man? Yeah, man. Hey, that, man. That, shout that out to the shout out to the click, man. I was talking to City Boy, uh, BSF City Boy, is Benny's. Right hand man since sixth grade. We talked to him last night just to make sure everything was cool. But okay. he said, you know, they had a few. Well, we did a show back in August, August twenty fourth. Yeah, it was sold out. It cracked. Epic. It was. It epic. was. You can check out a couple of the videos on YouTube. But it was top notch. It was epic. Everybody was like, man, y'all got to bring them back. So, City Boy, we talked to him yesterday, and he was like, man, we got about five offers from the shot. But he said Benny was like, nah, man, we messing with Eugene and them. Mm. So that's a that's a loyalty, man. That it you know that's a lost art these days, and that was right. a sign of of clear loyalty from some guys from Buffalo. Like I met Benny, I just hit him on Instagram. Like Joe, y'all remind me of some old school locks or some old school mob deep or something. To, oh, you man. know that grimy, just that feel. Of, you know it's 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 some tough lyricism. It's a lot of drug talk, but hey, man, we y'all came from that, you know. <laughs> yeah. So. It hey, resonates. It resonates. So yeah, like I said, that's that's about a third of at least a third of what I listen to now. Him, oh, yeah. them, uh, Conway, Gun, man. They, my favorite album last year was was uh, Supreme. Supreme. Wine Tell, yeah, man. Sh- and shout out to Conway because he was a surprise guest. He came yeah. out with the with the chair, like he was part of you know that uh. WWF fiends. <laughs> yeah, so right, he right. came out like he was in a steel cage match, threw yeah, a chair sir. out in the stands and all type in the crowd and everything. So yeah, give us the, give us the details. Uh, There's gonna be March first, right? At, uh, March first, Bourbon on Division. Hey man, the tickets selling like hotcakes right now, so you better get yours. Cause if you show up at the door and it's at capacity, I can't do nothing for you. T. Tom might be able to do something for you. I can't do nothing for you. He can't do nothing for you. <laughs> I tell you right now, my girl is working the door. She can't do nothing for you. Uh, hey, okay. and shout out to our brothers, man. Smoked out Saturdays. Our my boy Terry, Dre, Monty, uh, Matt, Jason, all the guys for uh, the contribution and, and definitely helping us make this happen. This is going to be even more epic than the last one. And you never know who the butcher may bring with him, man. Definitely. Yeah, because I, I, I tweaked on the last one. I, I I couldn't make it to the last one, and then I saw Conway was there. I was like, damn. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to make sure I, I make it to this one. March 1st, Bourbon on Division. Y'all, uh, yeah, definitely check out the bigs on all social media. Y'all uh, want to get the – make sure you get the details on that. If you uh if you forget about them, so uh yeah that's pretty much it, man. Bigs, man, Eugene, Terrence, man, much love to y'all, man. Much, much uh wish you much more success in the future, and uh that'll be uh that'll be it for now. We're gonna wrap this up though in a second. We're gonna go over the All Star rosters as selected by the team captains LeBron and Giannis, and then that'll be it for this episode of We Are of Running With War, but uh, we'll get back to that in a second. This is Running With War, the official NBA podcast. Of we are Might this be the time? I got to go with Chris Middleton. Cash money. <laughs> uh, with my first pick in the second round, I'm going with Anthony Davis. You sure you want him to be your teammate? Uh, 
I, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm very sure of that. <laughs> right. is, is, is it that tempering? No, no. <laughs> Shots fired Tem- uh, in Europe. Tempering rules, tempering rules does not imply on All-Star Weekend. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Freak. Just released Marquise Morris. That's another one for the buyout. Yeah. Wow. They just released him. Wow. So yeah, he's on the list too. Yeah, yeah, I'm wondering like where that might the, be the biggest of the, of the players you mentioned. Yeah, on the real. That's, that I think Beasley's gone is, too. Is I think him. I think well That's how they're gonna yeah, buy Beasley. Beasley. Yeah, they buying I'm out Beasley. Like, where are these dudes that going up, man. Clippers point guard too. Milos. Milos, yeah. Yeah, he got he got waived. Yeah, they waived him. Wow. Uh, from overseas. Yeah. Mm. They waved they him. And apparently Frank Comiskey's in a buyout situation, yeah. too. Bulls just got to buy out Robin Lopez. Mm-hmm. Yes. They got yeah, settle free. Yeah, settle free. Max, like, nah, we're not even thinking about that right <laughs> now. We wanted to help <laughs> train these young guys. <laughs> the boy hostage. <laughs> Get his buyout, Joe. They like, mm-mm. Sorry, Robin, but you got to stay. Yeah. All right. All right, go in. All right. All right, all right. Let's uh wrapped up this wonderful episode running with war here. Uh, the latest news that we have for y'all coming through on the pike. They just uh announced that they broadcast this too. If you missed it on TNT, the uh the rosters for the All Star Game. Now, uh, in case you know don't remember from last year was the last year was the first year that they did this. This is second year now. Where the All Star captains uh, from each side, uh, LeBron, one is LeBron, one is Giannis, they get to pick their rosters, you know, through the through the different selections that were, have already been made, the you know the voting and such for the starters and the coaches and, and everybody else. And coaches made the selections for the uh, the reserves. So all the whole pool of play of All Star players has already been selected. Now these captains select who specifically are going to play for their teams. It's not East and West anymore. It's Team Giannis, Team LeBron. And, uh, and Josh, go over go over these starting lineups for me that we got for Team LeBron and Team Giannis. All right, for sure. So for LeBron, Team LeBron, the starters are LeBron James, Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kawhi Leonard. Hmm. For Team Giannis, we got Giannis, Steph Curry, Joel Embiid, Paul George, and Kemba Walker. Mm-hmm. So those are the starters for both squads. Uh, from the reserve standpoint, for LeBron, for LeBron's team, we got LaMarcus Aldridge, Bradley Beal, Anthony Davis, Damian Lillard, Ben Simmons, Klay Thompson, Carl, Carl Anthony Towns, and D-Wade. And for Giannis, you have Blake Griffin, Nikola Jokic, Kyle Lowry, Chris Middleton, Dirk Nowitzki, Victor Oladipo, who was replaced by D'Angelo Russell, um, Nikola Vucevic, and Russell Westbrook. Yes, and, and I think uh, we we mentioned this a little earlier. LeBron he he got the recru- he got the recruiting team. You know, he, yes, he got the up in the air team. You know, the the guys who the status is up in the air right now. Durant and 
Kyrie and Kawhi and uh, Anthony Davis, who you, you probably put in Bill there too. He may yeah, be trade. Yeah. Uh, who else? Uh, Clay Thompson, you know, and uh, you know, of course, he showed love to his guy D Wade at the end there with the with, <laughs> with the, the. What y'all What y'all think of that old oh, man? Yeah, nah, yeah, yeah. Y'all think that you think that's gonna that's gonna stick the whole uh, honorary? I like that. Yeah, I like, I, that. I like that. Yeah, because especially when you got guys like D Wade and Dirk Nowinski who definitely. Deserving it, and, and if it's a game for the fans, we want the fans to get their last glimpse of those mm-hmm. too. Yeah, I mean, but what's really gonna make this whole situation crazy is when LeBron's real team starts to feel like he's treating his All Star team <laughs> <laughs> better than he's treating them because we all know that those guys got to be salty. We saw LeBron sit at the end of the bench, and I'm sure he was very happy to be picking the guys that he picked for this all. You know, even though it's an All Star game, we All Star game, we all know that LeBron has bigger things in mind for mm-hmm. sure. So I'm sure it's going to be conversations and LeBron may buy these guys watches. Like we, we, You never know the, the lengths LeBron will go Man, to. As soon as they arrive in Charlotte, he's going to be like, all right, special team meeting right Straight now. Straight up. <laughs> this is what's going to happen. I'm out, you know, obviously, L.A. is the big city. We want at least one of y'all people to consider coming to, this, coming to our team. This is the pitch that I got for it. Me and Magic are going to do our thing. We can, we'll get you whatever money you want. So I'll trade I'll trade the whole team. AD already know what's up. Yeah. So because of that, <laughs> right. so because of that, come I'll to LA. All right, meeting adjourned. Let's go to practice. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's his pitch. It's LeBron's his, it's GM pitch right there. It's his time. It's the time you get to kind of tamper in peace. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's a tampered, tampered weekend. Yeah, man. tampering weekend on the yeah. real. Everybody's These three days, anything course. goes. Man. <laughs> what happens in Charlotte stays in Charlotte. Straight uh, up. I don't oh, know, man. As long as they get the uh, Jesus Shuttlesworth and college uh, campus. Oh, ex- oh, <laughs> hopefully LeBron gives some nah, of the guys that shit. Oh, man. He, he, he ain't going he, he to throw the snow buddies at him. Uh, he's like, run. you know what? Come to LA. Ask Magic. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> oh man, we get you wild bad now, as uh, Big Neil and Parkins, man. Yeah, yeah. I know, right? No, you got a point though, man. LeBron is LeBron is an enterprise to himself at this point. It's like all the stuff you say. It's, it reminds it's, it's recruiting anyway. Like I wasn't an mm-hmm. athlete, Gene. You were an athlete, so you went through some of it. But it just reminds me of. Um, uh, when The Rock came back to the WWF and they were in that thing, oh, yeah. Vince was trying to send the car for him and everything. All they was like, "Yo, we got all we got the Rock stuff in his room. We got the room ready for him." It's the same kind of thing, man. And, and everybody already posted the first those first picks that he put out there were all those guys who were like either free agents coming up on being free agents or already asked for a trade. AD and he got my my man Flame Lillard on there too. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, one day he'll find his way Video out of Portland. Game, dang, man. <laughs> yeah. Like off the court, LeBron is a superhero. Real yeah. talk. Yeah. But on the court, LeBron annoys the hell out of me, man. <laughs> I'm just I'm 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 too I'm too solitary and like, okay, if you want to play, you want to come and win, that's cool. Come over here. But I'm not going I'm not gonna throw stuff at you. I don't have enough money like that. Yeah. I'm not I'm not that dude. If you want to come over here and work and we mesh, let's work. I mean, between LeBron and Magic Johnson, I'm pretty sure they could put up some money, you know, to get to get whomever Mm -hmm. literally they want to the team. Magic ain't a stranger to that. We we're too young, some of us, to remember Magic first arrived. He got the first chip, and then things went south with him and Paul Westhead. He got Paul Westhead fired. LeBron isn't a stranger to those or uh, Magic isn't a stranger to those machinations. Mm -mm. But I don't I don't know I don't know it's 
I think the fact that players should have that kind of power, I don't disagree with that because most of these NBA owners are not the kind of guys that you really want to that you really want to to kick it with, especially once you find out who they are. Most of them, right? But the teams that LeBron's assembled in the past, once he's gotten this roster personnel control, haven't been world beating teams. That's why his finals record is what it is. Yes. Yeah. The annual LeBron throw his teammates under the bus yeah. uh, thing is, is yep. you know what? Don't do that to Kyle Kuzma, man. That's my guy. <laughs> we got to make sure that we mention that if this All Star game is going to be a game for the fans, that we should be talking about our boy D Rose. Yeah, yes. that, how much, how, who got you, he got snubbed him? You, yeah, let's yeah. talk about him. Let's talk about him. Yeah, I, I don't even. I think Tobias Harris got snubbed. Yeah, I think for, for me, that's, well, that's for me. That's my. I'm just, I'm just talking me. about as far as but the fans too. being able to yes. voice and you know and vote for who they want in the All Star game, like it used to be. Derrick Rose brought in millions of votes, more yes. you know, just under Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he should be playing in this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, was a lot, there was a lot of shade given to him too. Yeah. when people saw that he was in that top. Those top vote getters, people like, oh, Derrick Rose, because yeah. yeah, a lot, a lot of people exactly, still man. believe the narrative. A lot of people still believe all the stories that surround D Rose, and they haven't really watched it's ridiculous, him. Ridiculous, man! It you is know? ridiculous. But shout out to him for having a great year up to this point. Yeah, definitely. definitely. And yeah. also, we can't uh, total, total, totally off topic, but I'm excited to see this new uh, Derrick Rose documentary that's coming out next month. Yeah, y'all so, uh, stadium. That, that, stadium. That's yeah. a great. Uh, that's gonna be good. Shout yeah. out to Lawrence Holmes. Great trailer. He's in that. Definitely yeah. shout out to Lawrence. It's gonna be a few yeah. player haters on there. I saw the first. <laughs> we all saw the first. What was it? Two minutes. Yeah. And yeah. yeah it's a couple player haters on there. So okay. I'm gonna, we just gonna leave that at that. I got I got my thoughts. I don't want to put them all the way out there. But there's like I'm a I'm a Rose fan, and the fact that he's a ball player and he's atoning for some of but some of those things he put on him, he just he stepped into the places he shouldn't have. That's all I'm. Mm-hmm. So I want him to come back to as long as you you, you atone for your mistakes. That's oh, yeah, no doubt, no doubt, That's no doubt. KC, no uh, words of Game of Thrones, you, you said atonement. I'm over here oh, thinking about Game of Thrones. I am benching right, right now, so that brought, yeah. But yeah. Uh, He's still on that walk. <laughs> right quick, though, KC wrote, I, I think KC wrote, wrote, wrote that a column a couple weeks ago saying that Rose should come back. No yeah. way. Yeah. He- <laughs> <laughs> nope. Don't do it. I was gonna give. I was gonna say, give you your percentage thoughts on this. So you got zero, zero on that one. What do you think, Terry? Uh, Twenty five to match his number. You know what I mean? <laughs> like personally, I would. You know, I want to see him. You know, back here. I just, I just loved watching him play for Chicago. But I know mm-hmm. it, the Bulls don't deserve that. The fans probably don't deserve it, and Rose probably could do better than coming back here. You know, to Chicago after year he's having now. So. You know what? Uh, I would be weary about Rose coming back. Okay, I go. I go. Got go back to high school too. Before we go, who's who's winning? Who's winning the city this year? I'm going with Whitney Young. Usual usual suspects, man. I'm I'm thinking Whitney Young or Curie, uh, Mike Oliver, Ty Slaughter type of thing. Uh, the two A side, Morgan Park has been hot all year. Three A, Morgan Park. Three A, excuse yeah. me. Yep. They've been hot all year doing their thing, so I'm expecting them to to go ahead and bring home some more hardware. But I'm a Ty Slaughter fan, so I and we got a chance to see Whitney Young a few times this season, so thinking they could do something special again. Again, Simeon got a bunch of young guys this year, so they kind of yeah. fell off a little bit. Yeah, well wishes to, to Rob Smith over there too. Okay. Yeah, okay. He's, he's been off of the bench for a while, so definitely hoping he gets better. Okay. Who y'all think's had a better year, AU or uh, TAC? That's really been like an extension of the high school year to me, man. I, I've seen a lot of a Taylor at Iowa State. 
Uh, I've seen a lot of Io at Illinois, and he's looking, you know, like he's getting better every game. But I definitely think that Taylor uh, is just one of those special players that we're gonna see in the NBA. You know, sooner than later, we, you know, we're seeing him get talked about as a first rounder, and uh, you know, that does nothing but make me excited because I know that you know he's a good kid. Uh, you know, we know moms and everything. You know, his family life. We know what that's like for him, and we know uh, what that would mean. Uh, so, you know, to him and his family. So it's just been a beautiful thing to watch him grow and flourish and actually show and prove because you guys, you know, follow the high school game. You know how it was last year, yeah. Taylor uh, versus Io, and who was going to Illinois and who was going to have a better career. And I think that you got to tip your caps to uh, both those kids. Uh, really, you know, with a lot of pressure, mm-hmm. uh, they, they've come out and, and been, you know, Chicago hoopers through and through, you know, hooping through adversity. Uh, and I, I'm definitely excited to see the next steps for those two. Um, yeah, I, it's been good to see both of them flourish on on the levels that they have. Ayo mm-hmm. has been very Killing. impressive in the past couple of weeks with Illinois. And that, that big definitely. win yeah. with, uh, against Michigan yeah. State. Uh-huh. Yeah. Shout out to my guy Aaron Jordan, who's on the squad up there. 6 3 0 for life right here. Right. So, okay, okay. 6 3 0. Right. We got to re repping the 6 3 0 out here. So, no I got, you know, shout out, to the, shout out to my brother over there. No definitely, doubt. definitely, definitely. Now, I, 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 like you said, them last three or four games, Dub plus Michigan, Michigan State. Yep. Mm-hmm. But last week I was hooping with a couple agents. Shout out to my boy Ron Shade, Octagon Sports. He got like Monte Morris and uh, he was Lou All's agent and Draymond's agent and all these guys. So right now he said if Taylor was to go right now, he would be mid to late first round. And they were saying he's got to go. Like, I heard that on the broadcast a couple a couple weeks ago. I I didn't I didn't know he was looking. Yeah, that they high. say he's the number mm-hmm. three, whatever position he would be. If it's small forward or two guard, whatever it would be, he's third on the board. You know, no R.J. Barrett, no Zion, no Ja Morant, no Cam Reddish, none of those guys. But then the next set of guys, they yeah. said. And so we argued for about thirty minutes because guys were saying, "Well, man, he should come back to school and be a lottery pick." And the agent's like, nah, man, there's too many variables coming back to school. You just never know what these agendas are. If they get new players, you could get hurt and all this. But it's like if you go and you guaranteed a first-round NBA contract, that's three years of guaranteed money that you're not going to get if you go back to school or if you get a regular job. Absolutely. Yeah, hard to turn down. If you can be a you know a one-and-done, then you, you almost have to leave. You know, you don't want to risk injury and that money, you know, not looking like it, it was when you were healthy. And I think the same thing goes for Io. You know what I mean? If they're talking about him being a first round they pick. They are. They said he was like, they said right now, Io is like 22 to 25. Yeah. Like, wow. If, if you're, even if you're the last pick of that first round, that's a guaranteed that's crazy. check. That's crazy, ain't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You're in a great situation yeah. with a great organization. You know, that's a great point right there. You know what I mean? Taylor and, and Io have opportunities to go to organizations that, you know, where they can grow. You know what I mean? And as a, uh, a young hooper going into the NBA, that's really all you can ask for. Yep. And, and you know, it makes me think, too, because McDonald's came out for another year, no Chicago players, uh, Illinois players on the group. Right. And you got these two players coming out who could both be one and done and in the draft yeah. in 2019. That, what is, you know, they tweaked on that. You know really? I mean, McDonald's definitely tweaked on that. I think they both should have been. Uh, McDonald's All Stars, and we saw it again with no, you know, local guys going this year. But yeah. that junior class, you know, right now Adam is looking Miller, real serious. DJ Stewart, yeah, okay. You got a, a few guys over there. Uh, well, here uh, that 
should definitely be McDonald's All Stars next year, man. They just, you know, they couple of guys here that got it, you know. And Khalil Whitney, if you guys know, heard his name, Khalil Whitney, he's on the mm-hmm. McDonald's team oh, yeah, this year. He is right? a Chicago kid. He just transferred to a school out in Jersey. Morgan Park kid. No, nah, he went to. Uh, where did Khalil go? He went to like Solario or one of those types oh, okay. of schools. Okay. But his dad was Kelly Whitney, who played at Seton Hall back in the 90s. He was a mer- he was a killer. Oh, okay. So he just wanted him to get out and go and play against some different competitions. So he's like, I think he committed to Kentucky. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, so, so he, he, where, is he, where is he playing now? He's playing in Jersey somewhere now. I but think Patterson. Yeah, he transferred a couple years ago. He won the state championship and all of that. He's like the number five player in the nation right now, six eight crazy that's what's up yeah. okay all right thank you thank you for the insight there fellas and uh we're gonna wrap it up on that one man this has been another awesome episode one more thing running with war oh yeah let, let, let get you let me, yeah let's get I you just, in because you you want to run on the board on the, i mean gene gene said it earlier man it's not guard packs it's not the ryan's doors if people are bad if bulls fans are mad stop going to the game stop thank putting you, your money into it man thank this you. is a capitalist system that's your that's your only voice so if you really want the Bulls to get better and you want the ownership to do something, take the money out of their pockets. pockets. Yep. That's all you can do. Science. Yeah, stop yelling guard packs if you fire guard packs if you're still going to the games, okay? That's that's the bottom line. Hit them hit in the pockets, man. Yep. But I thought these were going on the board Whitlock, too. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, we all know it's we all who? know it's FJ right, who? Like, man, who's like the human, the human Mr. Potato Head McNugget dude, <laughs> <laughs> going in on only children. There's a lot of you know, J- Jason was probably an only child too, but that's only because his brothers and sisters left uh, mm-hmm. when he was three because they couldn't deal with him mm-hmm. eating up, eating their food. Yeah, he was uh-huh. eating their portions at, at dinner too. <laughs> <laughs> but that man needs to stay on Fox, stay on Fox Sports, stay wherever he is, stay in the hole in the ground. Because I told you, LeBron is a superhero off the court. It doesn't matter if he was an only child or not. He had his moms there with him. He's got his people there with him. And he's going to continue doing what he needs to do. And he's going to be our president in 2024, Jason. So <laughs> be ready to vote for him. All right? With your punk ass. <laughs> oh. There we go. There we go. Hell, I like that energy, man. We're going to go out on that energy, man. Yeah, this is for this is your man Kyle Means, Chris Pennant saying F Jason Woodlock, <laughs> Josh Hicks, the Bigs, Terrence Thomas, Eugene McIntosh, Tony Gill is in here as well. Shout out to Tony, verified and, Tony, yeah, blue check, blue check, blue check, Tony. Blue check. Blue check Mark Twitter, man. You know what it is, man. Regal Radio, the Bigs connection is real, and we are out. Catch us online everywhere you find WeAreRegalRadio.com. And you can also catch We Are Regal Radio content on Anchor FM now. So make sure you can catch us on Anchor FM slash Regal-Radio. That's where you will catch this episode as well as a lot of other fun stuff going forward. So uh, that's it. We will catch y'all on the rebound uh, pretty soon with another one of these great podcasts. Keep... uh, Keep bouncing. That's the that's the that's that's the outline. Keep bouncing. Keep bouncing, man. Keep bouncing and keep it keep playing.